podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is the Talking Tech This Podcast. My name is Daniel. It's Kid Double H Half Up. Who's eating noodles? Um, I'm not. Wait, can you hear me? Nothing. Hey, hi. How are you? What what kind of ramen noodles? Or um, basically, it's, it's it's from like my local shop where you know those really quick noodles. I don't even know what it's called, but I think I think it is ramen where you 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 put hot water in and then it then softens it. And then I've got like my nice noodle bowl, so I've got it with some salad, <laughs> some salmon. Wait, what? What's it called? I've got like my 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 noodle bowl, so I've got yeah, some it's salad. A noodle bowl. <laughs> yes, it is. So when whenever you eat noodles, it has to be from this bowl. Yeah, hundred percent because it's convenience basically. Because I put the noodles in there, put it in there because you know it has like a cap, so it keeps the, the the heat in and everything. So it's 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 pe- and also it has a device where you can put your smartphone and watch on your smartphone while you eat. So it's really good. Oh. 21st century um yeah we do the podcast every tuesday twitter instagram facebook all the talking tactics if you're on apple Podcasts, subscribe it's free leave us a five-star review and we'll read it on the show if you're on spotify give us a follow we have a youtube show coming up yes it's gonna be how good are you really question how good was dot 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 really yeah yeah so I don't know who we're going to start with. I suspect we're going to start with Pele. And that's going to be coming to you guys sometime January 2021. So be on the lookout for that. Go to our YouTube page. Subscribe to that. Just type in Talking Tactics on YouTube. And you'll see our little logo or whatever. So look forward to that. Um, We have a Patreon page. So if you want to support the podcast, $3 a month, you get access to the whole back catalog that we've been doing for two years. Plus all the stuff that we're going to do. We're going to buy Football Manager, I think, in the next month or two. And, you know, Half Open and I are going to do a... I don't know what team we're going to pick, but we're going to do a, a kind of co-managerial thing. So he'll be Lampard, I'll be Morris. And... <laughs> or or Half Open will be Mourinho, and I'll be Rule Faria, I guess. I, I guess. I guess that makes more sense. We will do our Football Manager thing, so be on the lookout for that. You just call me Morris. No, I called you Lampard and me Morris, or you Mourinho and me uh, Rufaria. I'm the assistant. Okay, I'm Mourinho. Because you, yeah, I've played every football management game that's ever existed since well, no, trust me. Guys, when we get in a football manager bag, man, it's going to be deep. <laughs> We're going to go deep, man. We're going to go deep because every game is key. And I'm going to show you all of my little dirty tricks that I use, man. Trust me, preseason, you'll be shocked by the, by the, by the dirty tricks I use during preseason, man. Trust me. So, yeah, that's in. coming to you guys on Patreon soon. So, be on the, be on the lookout for that. So... Let's start in North London. Our uncle, our friends, our mentor, our guide, Jose Mourinho. Now, the, you've been the, saying the for a while goals. they're not going to win the league. They can't win the league. I somehow suspect that this is kind of reverse psychology and that deep down the, the thing you want most in, in life is for Spurs to win the league. But Mourinho, there's a, there's, has, has there's this a changed your outward narrative? No. Okay. Tottenham are not winning the league, but I want Mourinho to succeed. I don't really care about Tottenham succeeding, but I want Mourinho to succeed. So this is all about Mourinho. That's um, the that's the worst part about him being a Spurs <laughs> manager. It's like because I'm I'm supposed to not like them. Yeah, but I love it's the Mourinho. guy. Like I love Mourinho. Like I'll say it. You know, that, I love him. So it's, 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 and that's where they got messed up. Any any time that anybody says supposed, I I don't rock with that. <laughs> supposed are for cultists and for and for the sheep. Okay, I'm an I'm an I'm an independence wolf in the individual. So, so I, mean, if, I don't if give Spurs a crap. Won, I think I would enjoy it if for the fact that Mourinho is the guy I that would. made it happen. Of course I would. Like, if Tottenham win the league, 
I'm going on a Mourinho agenda fest. Like, I'm, I'm having like a 48 hour Mourinho stream. I'm talking about him as a kid, as a baby, as a child, everything. I'm, I'm, I'm interviewing like everybody who ever knew him. And I'm doing a Mourinho documentary if, if he wins the league. So that's the whole point. It's like it'll be a Mourinho thing, but it's not going to happen because it won't happen because I so want it to happen. It won't happen. Anything that I really want in life never happens. Facts. Damn. No, no, sorry. Every time I don't want something, I don't care about it. It then sort of happens or comes to me. Anytime I actively want something, it never happens. So, call it reverse psychology. Yeah, my this winning. is why you should never rep Hazard or Dembele. Or... Oh, fuck you. <laughs> Think of what? No, I can't say that. Think of what? I can't. Oh, say it, man. Look, my man. Who was your say. favorite footballer as a kid? And what happened to him? <laughs> they were sick, man. <laughs> Uh, you're a sick man. Um, yeah, but that, that, you know that's just rude. <sighs> you're a jinx, man. You know what? I'm a jinx too, to be honest. Whenever I tweet out something like, "Yo, this is gonna happen in the game," the complete opposite happens, and then people just yeah, I retweet it. Well, is, are you sure? Are you sure? So it's one thing to be happy for Mourinho. Hmm. When we reference the game, though, they were just playing the 15th best club in in England according to the table. <laughs> so. How good is the win, really? <laughs> if if you consider the kind of destitute poverty nature that Arsenal are in right now, but then a derby is always different, though. That's the whole point. Like a derby always, a derby brings out, which is why I went for one-one. Arsenal are so bad, I don't see them going and beating Tottenham in there. But I thought it was going to be a draw because a derby is one of those kind of anomalies that normally don't go to form. Because teams are like, no, if there's a game that we need, that we have to be up for and really be sharp for, it's this derby game because it means so much to, to the fans. Because if you're a player, anything, the games that you circle are those derby games because the fans let you know how important those those games are. I just thought, oh, you know, Arsenal, they're going to come in there and really try and go for it. But I think what you're seeing is a team, have they've lost all, all confidence. Mm. You know, and they're just, and they're in a really, really bad place now. I really want to get into the whole Mourinho thing, specifically with what those clowns, Jamie Redknapp and Graham Sooner said. Oh, what happened? I'll, I'll get into my Arsenal point later, but what, what happened with... No, no, basically, so they said that, well, you know, the, the football, it ain't great, really, is it? You know, but, you know, that's what Mourinho does, you know, like, you know, they, they won the game, but it's not something that you really enjoy. I'm like, that's an amazing footballing performance. From a perspective, there is an art to defending. Tottenham scored two goals early on. Now, what we like as a neutral is, hey, keep scoring, keep going, keep going. But I'm trying to win the, the game. See, it's different if it was 0-0 and they were fully defending while it's nil-nil. It's another thing where you're up to zero. It's on you to break me, me down. <laughs> I'm winning 2-0. So I have the luxury to sit back and, and now force you, the opposing team, who are 2-0 down to try and break me down. And Tottenham, that had to be one of the easiest games they played. And that has to be one of the most Mourinho games they played. But my thing about it is that how is that anti-football? So you're saying that 18 winning 2-0 have to keep on going forward and score 3-4-5. Wait, what is this? <laughs> you know, I'm sure that's, that's why you're probably not a manager. Or if you would, you'd, 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 you'd fail. <laughs> that's why for AJ Jamie Redknapp, who comes up with such nonsense... He's a brilliant football brain. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, but it's true. But, but Jamie, like, look, we all know not. you only have that job because of your your father. That's it. If your father wasn't what he was, you ain't getting that job. No way. Good old nepotism. 
Oh, 100%. Yeah, like, I, I have nothing against it. It is, it is what it is. If I was in the same position, I'd do the same thing for my child. Or That's nephew. Almost... Sorry. Yeah, true. But, but what is that? That was a great performance. It was a great Mourinho, Tottenham-esque performance. And you have to give your boy credits for it. And this is the thing. Because this is what I tweeted out. Mm-hmm. What if it wasn't Jose Mourinho but John Munchkins from Chesterfield. John Munchkins. <laughs> a good old Englishman from the English countryside. And he did the same exact thing, same exact p- p- performance, and he is making Kane play as well as this. Do you believe that students and Jimmy Redknapp would still say, oh my gosh, no one really likes it, really? No. They'd be going crazy over what a brilliant tactical mind he is because he's English. <laughs> you know, so... Mm. It's come on, come on. I think it's it's a it's it's laziness because it's it's a tired sentiment at this point. Oh, just Mourinho, he plays boring, backwards defensive football, and whenever you just want to critique anything, you can just call it. Oh, it was negative, but they scored the goals and Arsenal didn't. There are some people who come at football like this is an entertainment business and we're here to make people happy and have fun and blah blah blah, but. At the end of the day, football is a sport. There's a winner, there's a loser. Sometimes they draw, but generally speaking, the, the aim of the game is to win. If you if your perspective is that the point is to is to have fun, whenever somebody comes and they're not trying to have fun necessarily, but they're trying to win, that is antithetical to your purpose. So if you're Redknapp and Jamie Redknapp, and you're thinking I'm, I want to watch fun football. I'm here not to see. I don't care who wins or who loses. I'm just here to have a good time in the 90 minutes that's that's being played. So hopefully these guys give us a good game. If Mourinho comes to the game and he manages his side with the intention of, I'm not here to give you a good time. I don't care whether you enjoy it on your couch or in the studio or whatever. My job as a football manager is to get three points, to win games, accumulate as many points as I can, and win things, meaning trophies. And the way I do that is if Arsenal are just going to send in 10,000 crosses to Obama Yang or Eddie Nketiah and I can make Arsenal null and void, why wouldn't I do that? Why would I give them the platform to actually hurt me? That doesn't make sense if my goal is to win. Now, if I'm trying to entertain you, then fine. Let's play Wild Wild West. You get it. We get it. You get it. We get it. But that's dumb if my intention is to win. So there's two kind of competing ideologies. Is, is football here to make to be fun or is a football match there to be won? Now, some people can do it both ways. You can have fun and you can win. But I think we saw maybe with, with Klopp last season or two seasons ago, rather, when they got 98 points, I think, behind, um, behind Manchester City's 100. Liverpool were a way more fun side to watch in the season they lost. But then last season... It was less fun. It was more solid, defensive. Yep, yep. Just being pragmatic and understanding that, yeah, we can play good football and we can have fun. But at the end of the day, we're here to win the games. And if we don't win the games, then having all that fun serves what purpose? If we want to be you know, to make a legacy or to to just be known in history, if if that's if that's what you want. But you're missing another key point, which is oh, that go ahead. this is a job. <laughs> If so, I have if I have fun and I lose and I get, I get sacked, sacked. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. So they they, they miss the point. Of, oh no, no, no. But the point of it is, you, this is still a job where you it is quality based. 
Mm. So this isn't Good point. because, for instance, if let's say you walk in at Walmart or Sainsbury's or so forth, eh, it's pretty basic. No, 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 no. But what you do is pretty much routine and repetitive. So it's very hard to not do your job well. It can happen. But it's very hard not to do your job too. Bro, there's some people standard. at Walmart that do not do their job well. Like you don't put eggs and milk in the same bag. No, no, no. That's but, just dumb, guys. No, no, but what, no, but what I say, it's a lot harder not to do your job well at a Walmart thing as opposed to football management, which is okay. one of the most difficult professions you can actually do because football is so complex, <laughs> you know, because one plus one doesn't equal two. You can do all the right things and still lose. It's just, management is just very hard. In a job where it's your based off winning and not only winning but sometimes trophies which is even much more difficult than not winning games you have no time to be entertaining your main thing is that i'm here to win and, and i'm here to do what i can to win because daniel levy his first things are oh i would like you to play good football and everything but what we i really want you for is to win a trophy spurs and because it's won. jose Mourinho, Sp- I want spurs you to win, a win spurs have won i don't think spurs have fallen below top five or top six since 2003 2004 i think it was mm. or, or, or maybe that's a bit too long but like in the past five ten years i'd say they've generally been in top six that's mm. that, that means they win like you don't get in the top five or six without winning games pochettino won many games yeah. but what but what did he do give you trophies Mourinho. Winning doesn't do anything for him necessarily. We understand he's a top manager, but what he's judged on and what Spurs are trying to be judged on is what is in our trophy cabinet. Yeah. So I'm not here to win. Well, I'm here to win, but I'm not here to win it in a way that makes you feel good. I'm here to what's the best way to get three points against Arsenal, and I'm going to do that. You give Son the platform. You give Kane the platform. You give the defense the platform. You have Lloris in goal. Like, you have the elements to build a team that can win games mm. in a variety of ways. Of course, they could play better. But you want to play a way that's kind of sustainable. And you can't just, oh, you have the ball, we have the ball. And you, you know how Mourinho did in 14-15, mm. where the first half of the season for Chelsea it was like, yo, they're playing great football. Fabregas was linking everything, and they were winning games 4-3. They beat Everton 5-2 or 5-3, and everything was just fun. Then Spurs, ironically... Slap them 5-3, I think December or January time. Mm. And Mourinho was like, all right, <laughs> enough with this fun sh-. <laughs> We're here to win a trophy. And then they locked everything down and they started winning 1-0, 2-1, You're seeing that kind of mentality hopefully seep into the Spurs team where we're good at winning games, but we aren't winners in terms of the overall bigger picture. Trophy, yeah. yeah. So Mourinho's trying to craft a mentality. Like in the documentary where he's like, you guys are nice guys, but you need to be cut. See, that is why I don't, and for that reason is why I just think Tottenham will fall short and they won't win a trophy because I just don't see that cutting edge in this team. So when to it really fair, comes down to it. Have you seen what up to? Like, have you seen the viral video that's been going around of like, a defender will jump in the air. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kane no, will yeah, look I saw it. <laughs> and throw his body into yeah, the guy's yeah. <laughs> legs. The defender will fall, and then Kane will win a foul. Yeah. That's cunty behavior, if I can say it. <laughs> like, that's bad behavior. Like, he, he could generally, genuinely hurt someone. Yeah. By just throwing himself into a guy's legs. Like, that's just... Stop doing that, Harry. But, like, but, de- but, has, no, no, has no, no. he always been doing that? Or is this something that, okay, I need to be a bit of a dick 
because Mourinho is instilling no, this no, into us. No, who knows? No, no. But, but first of all, my thing is that if that is shown to, because I do believe people will agree or disagree, like he's Harry Kane, he's the, he's the captain of England. And I think referees will be like, I'm not going to, I'm going to give the foul. It's similar to NBA refs of how they referee superstars differently from everyone else. I think that is the same thing with like Harry Kane in the Premier League. Of guys who are like, mm, you know what, Harry Kane, eh, I'll give him the benefits of the doubt. But as you say, you know, look, yeah, you could actually enjoy someone by just backing into them and them who knows, falling on, on their skull or something. But um, it's yet to be proven whether these guys have the mentality. It is very different winning games here and they're looking good as opposed to, okay, no, you need to win this game. No, this, this game, you need to win. You have mm. to win this game. Then there's a difference between, okay, we're now in February. It's now the 26th, 27th game and you're a point behind Liverpool or you're a point ahead of Liverpool and you have a game away to Newcastle. You have to win this. Or Liverpool have dropped points and now it's not on to you. Can you win under pressure? Again, Dodd. Dodd, 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 Dodd. Degree of difficulty. Degree of difficulty. You know, it's about getting those wins that are tough. Can you edge out wins, eke out wins? It's not about winning when things are going well. It's, it's winning when things are going badly. Because mm. Liverpool won a lot of games last season that they shouldn't have. Yeah. But that's what makes you tight to winners is winning those ugly games, winning those games that are like, wait, man, you're playing badly. I don't start getting outplayed, but you just find a way to win. I think that's where Mourinho comes in, though, and that's where he helps. No, no, but, but my thing is that... To, Mourinho, to give no, them the, or at least foster yes, a mentality you can say that... This, but Mourinho, Mourinho is one thing, but then I'm looking at the players. I don't see anyone here who has the kind of mentality that Lucio had, that Samuel had, that Zanetti had, that Etso had. That racist adulterer John 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 Terry had, that Cavalier had, you know, check. So these are the guys that these were like, all right, these guys were men, like real, like you know, we're gonna we're, we're, we're here to go for. We, we know what it means to play a big boy game. Tottenham, you're yet to prove to me that you know how to play the big boy game. They, they could, but we've not yet seen whether you can be big boys when you're in the heat of the furnace. Can you come through shining? This might be their hardest run. Of the season, yeah, it, it, it is so, a hard one. Manchester City, who they beat 2 0, mm. they had Chelsea away, they got a draw, they played Arsenal, North London Derby, they won 2 0. Then Crystal Palace, Liverpool, Leicester, Wolves. If they, if, if in the next four games, so that's what 12 points that are available, if they can get eight, eight to ten points from those four games. I think that puts them in pretty good standing. You would think they would have already lost to either City, Chelsea, Arsenal, but they've not lost. So I think the mentality of which you speak, they're building it. And you won't see it until maybe they get they reach a Liverpool and they play them twice. To Arsenal, though. Okay. <sighs> <laughs> if this game really does mean that much, then can we explain what Partey was up to for the first goal? Thomas party party Thomas party party um, I'm confused because I think I'm at a loss as to what exactly happened because he was playing then suddenly he wasn't playing yeah. because I was like okay he's playing he's doing well then I just see okay, Danny so, Tebaras so like, clearly, clearly he wasn't fit but they wanted to play him anyway somebody clearly got into him now okay now nah, this is a big game we need you to play and he plays he gets hurt or injured and he just kind of comes off the pitch. Like, I don't think I can go anymore. The manager then pushes him back on the pitch. But in the meantime, I think Hyungmin's son's going on a run. Um, what? 
and they eventually score. <laughs> okay, I missed so. that. <laughs> okay, I, wait, wait, wait. So he comes off injured and Arteta pushes him back on. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Which for me is a bit strange because if a, a footballer knows their body. Yeah. So if he knows I can't go to yes. get him back on the pitch means you're probably worsening an already pretty bad injury. But, 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 okay, let me say this. Considering he shouldn't have been no, no, playing no, but, but anyway. Let me say this. Shouldn't Pate have just gone down on the on the, on the ground? That would have hopefully... probably been... You see, this is an argument that I think no, probably holds... But then, no, no. If, if you go down, then you make Spurs no, no, no. But then the referee doesn't. No, no, but, but, but see, that's the thing. You then... You're, you're gambling. Referee doesn't always stop. Referee only stops if it's a head injury. Well, no, no, no. Spurs might stop. Now they probably wouldn't. Unlikely. But if you go down, you do give Son an option if he has the ball, or maybe no, Kane who had the ball. You do give him an option. Like, no, you yo. don't. You don't give him an, an, because, an, an, an option because because what what if Gabrielle is telling yo put the ball up, put the ball up, Partey's down. Who cares? He, he, there's an injury. Who cares? No, no, no. There's In at that, least an option that they could be sportsmanlike. I'm, I'm telling you why it's not an option. In a game of that magnitude, I get that. Like that, if you're in an attacking phase, I know, and you know that it's not a serious head injury, you I'm, are well I, within your rights to hope. keep playing until the referee blows hope. his whistle. Have hope. I didn't say it was likely. I just said it's an option. It's more likely that they stop with you down than it is with you walking off. <laughs> like once you walk off, there's zero option. That you give them a choice. Mm. Oh, yeah, true. If you're down, yeah. there's at yeah. least a slight option. Five yeah. percent. There's a slight chance. Yeah. Seven percent. Whatever it is. Look, this is the, this is the first game since fans are fans have, are now back for the first game in what seven eight months. Mm-hmm. It's a derby game. From what you've seen, it's not a serious injury. You play until the referee blows the African whistle, and you're well within your your rights. It's not being ruthless or greedy. It's it is what it is. Mm. <laughs> this is a very very competitive game that you know means a lot to the fans and and so forth. And you've bought into the intensity of this kind of, of game. I mean, do you think a Boca Juniors player is going to stop if they see a River Plate player injured? Hell no. Especially if they're playing in, in Boca. No way. And then, like, you don't know Sun's about to pull that off, do you? That's, that, that goal was cold. I screamed. I screamed. <laughs> I screamed. That goal was cold, man. Because, see, it's easy to score that on FIFA with finesse. Was, is it this Atsu or Awan or something? Oh, yeah, that's easy to go on FIFA. In real life, that's a very that's always a very hard skill to execute. I mean, I mean, Robin is the, is the greatest at that skill, the greatest of all time at that skill. But still, for Son to bend it like like that, I'm looking at Leno kind of funny in the light though. For, for some reason, goal? for some reason, I feel like he should have been better positioned. But mm, easier said than done, man. Yes, yes. It's, it's like from that angle, from from, from that far out. That Can is, Arsenal that's very be relegated? Song. Is that possible? No. Uh, there, are, there are too many teams that are worse than them. So people saying that are just saying that's just, just to try and be cool. Okay, so we're just going to work ourselves up. Can Arsenal get into the top half of the table? Yes. Okay. Can Arsenal get top six? Doubtful. <laughs> and I think top four. Mm. No. So what's what's the difference? So Leicester have twenty one points and Arsenal have how many? Thirteen. That's not, mm. you can make up eight points. Basically, the, their game against Burnley is that's a huge game. Say it again. Their game against Burnley is a, is is a huge game. Now can home you, game against Burnley. Can 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 you say that one more time? <laughs> <laughs> that game 
Wait, are you like half asleep or something? No, I just like the idea that Arsenal against Burnley is a big game for Arsenal. It's pretty, it's pretty stark. No, 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 wait, wait. I read something on Twitter and I think someone said something like, like, I think Burnley is part of like a huge six pointer for Arsenal. That's outrageous. <laughs> but it's a huge game. Like, it's a, because for me, I think if Arsenal lose to Burnley at home, and also remember, this is fans are back. Fans are back. So if Arsenal lose to Burnley at the crib, why well, I think we might have a crisis. Because... I think they're already in crisis, man. No, 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 no. no. When, when was the last time they won a game? Manchester United. They beat Man United? <laughs> oh, also, oh, this was the, the penalty. I think, yeah. Their goal of the month was was a penalty. It was the Obama Yang penalty. Penalty, yeah. Wow. Now, I have seen people complaining or at least asking the question. Is this more managerial related or is this more squad related? And Both. I would have to give it to the squad. Both. Because the same issues with Emery exist still. The same issues with late stage Wenger exist still. They, Daniel, the the, the on, defense, man. the Mustafis of the world, the David Luizes of the world, like they're not great defenders. When we move into the midfield, the Jackas of the world and all of those guys, they're not really that great. How, how much can you blame a manager for chronic issues that have happened in regimes past? So like Arteta is dealing with the muddied, muddled versions of of a Wenger vision and Emery vision and it's even arguable whether they had visions it's just like player a collection of players that didn't work for two previous guys he mm. now has and the new manager bounce you know I guess you know that got them to win an FA Cup and all of that stuff but now it's like the hard work of, of management but you ultimately you're dealing with a squad that isn't capable of reaching the expectations that Arsenal fans have set and that's probably been the case since what? like 2012 ish, like 2011, like the players just haven't been good enough to be what Arsenal fans think they are, um, or think they of what they should be. I wonder, in a sense, I was thinking about this yesterday. Do you think this is like the the the, the curse or the price of like going unbeaten? How so, do you like mean? in 2003, 2004, they never took an L. They won. They won the league. They got a golden trophy and all of that. But they haven't won since. So I wonder, is there like a price to pay? for going unbeaten so you think that they are they are paying the price of going unbeaten it's just something i was wondering or just like you know the fan the fan expectation more so has had to been readjusted and readjusted and readjusted so at first you go unbeaten it's we need to win titles and then that doesn't happen but then now you settle for top four so now top four becomes a trophy and then once top four becomes a trophy, once you don't reach those expectations, then, uh, you know, we're just happy to be in the top six. But then once top six becomes the expectation, not even top four, but top six, now you're now you're now you're a Europa League team. All right. So now you become a Europa League team. But what happens if you don't reach the expectations of being a Europa League team? Now you're a mid table 15th, 16th at some point. Something has to, to to flip. Like something has to change. Like you can't keep regressing the expectation levels. But that's kind of what's happened. 
you know, like in the back of your mind, you think, no, Arsenal are they're, they're a top four club. They're supposed to be challenging for the Premier League and whatnot. But the reality is people have been accepting mediocrity for at least a decade. And it seems to me that Arsene Wenger was, he was taking the bullets, man. And he was, he was like a shield or like a bulletproof vest or whatever it was. He was just, he was the guy that was eating everything. You know, or just taking all of the punishment. Like, it's Wenger's fault. Wenger's doing this. Wenger's yeah. doing that. Whenever there was problems, he would come in the media and be like, oh, no, we, we, we need to do this, do that. But now you remove him and you put Emery there. There's no loyalty to Emery, so get him out the paint because we're not good enough. Arteta? Is there loyalty to Arteta just because he won you an FA Cup? Probably not. And it's not like he's a Ollie or a Frank where he has a standing in the club that's like, you can't touch him. Or is it Dan at Madrid? Like, you know, you're not going to sack him if they're 15th necessarily. You, you'll, you'll give them every chance. Arteta, I don't know if he's going to get every chance. This isn't Henri or Burkamp or, you know. I think uh, Patrick Vieira got let go by Nice. I mean, maybe if he was Arsenal manager, he'd get a, li- a little bit more leeway. But, yeah, it just seems to me like the manager is going to become kind of the scapegoat for just the internal boardroom hierarchical issues that no, Arsenal I'm, I'm, have had for years and years. I mean, basically, it's it's a bit similar to the whole Fergie thing. And it, it's actually eerily similar because a manager who spends such a long time at a club and has his hands in almost every aspect of the, of the club, you now room, room, remove him. And it's almost like a culture shock to just having a regular manager doing management things when they've been so used to having a guy who <clears throat> knows the team so well back to front and has the experience of just knowing how to get the best out of this team and just bring it a whole new fr- it's one thing bringing in a new manager after the manager's been at the club for three four years nothing bringing in a manager after my manager's been in that club for like 15 20 years but 20 yeah it's like so because trust me with this same team Wenger is still fighting for top four with the same team and the same squad for an Emery or an Ateta it's like, uh, I'm, I think I'm going to need a, a, little, a little bit, a bit more. Do you know what it's so, like? I had like an, an older computer, right? Hmm. <laughs> and it lasted for like a very long time. And then I got a new computer. And the new computer, it looks better. It feels better. But there are some things, actually, that the older computer can just do better that are more fundamental to my everyday use than the new one. Hmm. And I feel like sometimes... Once you get used to something, the new shiny toy just kind of looks like this is what I need to do. This is what this is where I need to go. I need to get the new car, the new this, the new that. But sometimes, unless you know exactly what you're getting or what you're getting it for, you're kind of sometimes better off just keeping the old thing that you know works. And I think Venga was kind of that old, reliable computer in some sense where, yeah, it's it's not as fancy. It doesn't have all the new technologies. It's not... You know, it doesn't have, you know, the best screen or best trackpad or whatever the case may be. But I know what I'm going to get from it. Mm. But these new com- this this new computer, you know, the Emery's, the Arteta's, you look good. You were with Pep, you were at PSG, you were, you know, you have these footballing ideas that maybe are a little bit more modern. But are you going to do what I need you to do on a daily basis? And that's kind of the risk that you take. Yeah, I mean, okay, look. Let me let, let 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 me ask the the real question now. No, no. Let me ask you two questions. One: Do you think Arteta gets sacked? Mm-hmm. And the other one is: If you're in charge, do you sack at? When do you sack Arteta? 
if I'll, I'll answer the first question first. If I was in charge, I wouldn't sack him. Because if I sack him, then that kind of proves that the problem is me. The the Cronkies or whatever. So you had Wenger. He was getting you top four. Then he stopped doing that. Then you got rid of him. All right. Then you bring in Emery. Emery regressed the thing. Then Arteta. Arteta seemingly regressed the thing. Or under their managerial tenure, Arsenal regressed, I think would be a better way to put it, rather than they did it themselves. The more managers you go through and the more you get rid of, doesn't that kind of prove maybe it's not the individual pieces, but it's the whole thing that's kind of rotten? And wouldn't that make people look up instead of looking level? So for me, it's almost risky to get rid of him if you're in charge because that's going to mean more attention to me. What do I think they do? I do think they get rid of him, though. Oh, wow. What, this season or? Sometime between Christmas and Easter, (laughs) probably. (laughs) Because personally, I don't think they're going to get above 10th. And if they maintain 15... 14, 13. Remember Mourinho won the league and he was 15th and, Mar- and Abramovich was like, mm. Mm. Jose, you won us three leagues. You're the greatest manager ever, but I think we're going to have to let you go again. <laughs> if Mourinho can't even get that benefit and he won a Premier League yeah. six, seven months ago, if Ranieri could win Leicester the league four or five months later, he was let go. What, what This loyalty thing, mm, I don't think it exists. So you, you and your FA Cup, which... Arsenal fans are probably a bit used to at this point. I don't know how 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 much coverage that's going to give him from the kind of snap decisions that I guess these these boardrooms tend to make. But again, if I was in the boardroom, I'd be like, Mm-mm, we can't sack him because if we sack him, then we look like the problem. Can we talk about? Oh, do you have a last point on on Arsenal? <laughs> the Arsenal. Ars- no, no, for, for, for me, I, I'm just a bit worried about what's going to happen to them this, this season because I do know a lot of Arsenal fans. All right, Kadith. Oh, God. Kadith. The only thing I knew about Kadith, I didn't even know about them, but do you listen to jazz? Mm, here, here and there, here and there. Miles Davis has a song called The Maids of Kadith. It's really good, actually. Mm. Inside of the, I think it's Miles Ahead album. That's the only time I heard of Kadith, and I thought it was Kadiz. <laughs> not Cadiz <laughs> so nah but they've beaten Madrid this season they've beaten Barca it actually losing to Madrid losing to Cadiz actually was more shocking than them beating Barcelona because now you kind of expected that maybe these guys are kind of giant killers where like you don't want to play them so when I read I didn't watch the game but when I read oh Barcelona lost to Cadiz Oh, didn't they beat Madrid? So that kind of makes more sense. But the first time they beat Madrid, it's like, whoa, like what's happening here? I'll, I'll assume you watched the game or watched highlights or just have a better oh, grasp oh, oh, on no. it. But oh, no, that, no, no. My thing is like, I didn't even, I was like, Hadith, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. <laughs> and they, they what's did. their logo, by the way? Like, who is that man in their logo? Bro, is that it Jesus? It's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's like, why do these teams that you don't really know about have like the weirdest kind of logos and stuff? I'm like, yo, can can somebody quickly explain to me the Atletico badge? I've always wondered this, and I've never looked it up for whatever reason. But why do they have a bear in a tree? I don't get it. But you know, maybe a bear is like a symbol of Madrid, or I don't know. Yeah, this is freaking weird. Click man. it, like blow it up as big as it can get. Like we figure out this guy, man. Is are those bulls? Or lions, maybe? 
I can't see. Yeah, lions. Pilva Viltra. So I think it's obviously some kind of Greek thing. Guy needs to put some clothes on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's how they. That, that, that's how 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 they dressed back in the day, man. Put some clothes on, bro. Where is Cadith? Spain. Is, is it mainland or is it like one of those islands like Las Palmas or something like that? <laughs> where Where is Elche? <laughs> <laughs> where is Huesca? <laughs> so I don't know. Why do their names just sound? I don't know. They just, they just have a very funny thing to their names. They man. have a British quality. <laughs> Huesca, Elche, Granada, <laughs> Ibar. <laughs> Because like, we just have names like you just can't take Kadeef. it seriously. Yeah, they're just funny names, but anyway. Um, so you didn't, you didn't even, you didn't even think that losing for, was possible. Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah. Mm. Come on, it's Kadith. Surely, based on everything that has happened, you're not gonna take this elbow. Look, man, it's it's one of those seasons for Barcelona, man. It's just one of those weird things for 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 Barcelona. But before we leave, Messi. I've seen Messi, we, I've seen Messi. rumors PSG they're gonna link back with Neymar, uh, Pep Guardiola because he signed the contract <clears throat> extension that means Messi's coming. Woo woo woo. What do you think the Messi prognosis is given that this Barcelona season looks like it's going very badly? What is your what is your we, view? Your view. We don't know because the fact that he is at a place he doesn't want to be at, or we can't tell whether he's declining or not. So anybody says that, oh he's declining. How the heck do you know? That's my we, thing. I can't tell because again, like like we said last week or the week before, when he wanted to score, yeah, to give that Maradona <laughs> tribute, he was on job. He was doing exactly what he needed to do, just so we could get that Yokohama Maradona tribute off. So he, it's in there, somewhere. But does he want to give it? No, to you? no. Basically, we will not know until he goes to a club and a team that is competitive where he wants to be. Then we can know where his message at because. Football is 60% psychological. And if a guy clearly said, I didn't want to be here, I wanted to leave because this team can't compete for shit, then it's hard to tell whether he's declining or not because a lot about your performance is about wanting to be where you want to be. Mm. If there's even an inkling of a part of you that doesn't want to really be at this place, you're not going to show yourself at the very best. I think Messi is doing, he's just going, going through the through motions. The motions. Yeah. And because he's so talented, he can just turn up and do something amazing. But he isn't like, okay, now we can really do something because I've got the team, I've got the support, and we can seriously really win something. Because basically, Messi knows deep down that man, we're not winning anything with this guy. <laughs> it's not happening. Like it's 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 a wrap. This is we're not, like we're not basically Barcelona are going trophyless this season. What's been standing out to you in Spain, or sorry, not Spain, Italy rather? Sorry. Um, Lukaku came out and said that he feels he's a top five striker in the world. Our buddy Carl wrote a, a piece on the Athletic that said basically the same thing that you know Lukaku's top five. Um, hmm. What are you thinking? That's what uh, I, I, I'm answering my own question, but kind of the the confidence that's that's coming through Romelu Lukaku at the moment, I think, is like what's standing out to me um, in Italy right now. Outside of actually, you know, no, no, just actually, looking but, at tables and whatnot. So. No, but before I get that, but this but this is related to Italy. I'm, I'm not sure whether this is true, and I pray this isn't true. Apparently, the Napoli doctor said that the Nigerian medical team actually did more harm to um, Osimhen's dislocated shoulder. 
hence why he's out for was out for longer. Or like bad medical care, or that's that, that's what I read. I just hope it's not true. I just hope that's not true. But putting that to one side, of of, of course, Lukaku is is top five. Of course, like anybody who denies it is, is either a salty United who are supporter. The top five? Um, Lewandowski, Lewandowski, Lukaku. Okay, 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 no, let me just name the, the names and then I can then put it. So, Lukaku, in, in no order, Lukaku, Lewandowski, Kane. Haaland? Yes, Erling Haaland. And then, do you want to throw in Jota? No. <laughs> then, if, if you don't throw in Jota, who do you then throw in? Striker. Um, Cristiano? I mean, Benzema was there, but I don't know if he's there right now. And even the way he plays, does he doesn't really play like a striker? Ibra, yes, maybe? yes, Ibra, yes. Ibra that's, that's the five. Based on on form, that's the five. So that's that's all that's that's coming to you from Italy, man. That they're they're messing up with OC men. No, 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 no. Um. By the way, Napoli have been. I've been looking at like the. I haven't watched any of their games of lately, but like they've been like three nil, four nil, two nil. Yeah. Like they've been winning. Maybe the, you know, the the loss of Maradona spurs them on or whatever it was, but. I mean, I mean, it would be crazy if they somehow managed they to win the league this, this season. You know, kind of like um, the Lakers won the championship after Kobe unfortunately passed. It'd but be then, wild this, if Napoli no, came no, back. No, 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 no. But this would be a far wild because Lakers were. Oh yeah, because they haven't won since Mar- Napoli Maradona. haven't won since Maradona. So if they did it, it'd be crazy. But yeah, man, Milan they're putting in work, man. Even without Ibrahimovic, so, so twenty six. Oh, like they're, they're, they're still only... unbeaten. Yeah, yeah, like, so, yeah, so so basically Milan as I think they're the only unbeaten team in Europe. There no, there's one in Germany. It might be Leverkusen. Yeah, there you go, you're Germany. right. Good thing I didn't actually no and Wolfsburg. Really? Yep. Actually have Sotia Dad lost? Let's take a peek. No. Atletico oh, haven't lost. Atletico haven't lost. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Alright, so we got three. Three unbeaten four, actually. If you include Wolfsburg. Wow. Look at that. Two games in hand and they're one point ahead. Wow! Look at that. Last five five games, all all dubs, all Ws. Psst. Yo, can we talk about Yao Felix quickly? Okay. <laughs> we're going back to Spain. I forgot some luggage, so we're going back. Yeah. The GIF. This isn't even recently related, but you know, like I put out the the GIF of like him shrugging at Messi, yeah, yeah. and <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, yeah. like, this is when I knew that this guy was going to be special, and people, mm. I don't know, I don't know if people hadn't seen it, or if I just reminded them that that existed, but it mm. got like, you know, few few retweets and likes, or whatever it was. What do you think about that, man? Do you agree with me that that shows like this guy has something in him that's just like, I don't care if you're Messi. You can read it as a sense of like, eh, it's just a, a moment here, and it's always doing that, but then you can read it of that is messy and you are a new kid on, on the block and to sort of do that is a statement of like eh, your time is gone i'm the new kid on the block no, it, it, it's it's so, hella disrespectful like to your elders like you're not <laughs> supposed to do that to your elders <laughs> he was just like uh, what because yeah, yeah, messy well, yeah. if, if, if if you watch the gif or gif right messy kind of leans his hip into yeah, him, yeah 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 he leans like him. what's up yeah. like what are you gonna do and he just kind of shrugs at him like Hey, I don't care. Like, who are you? I, I think you know what I've learned is that I've always just assumed that you know Messi is the quiet, nice, nice guy. guy. Anymore. That's a lie. It is a lie. Like you can't. I don't think you can be that good and be nice. You can't. It's 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 the same way. I don't think you can make a billion dollars and be a good person. No, 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 no. But let's just keep it on sports. When you're good, and the key thing, you know, you're good. You know, you're that amazing. You can't be humble. 
you can't be humble. Jordan, there's no way that Jordan could be humble because Jordan knew that, no, I know I'm actually amazing and I do amazing things. You can't be humble because that's just a human thing. When you know you're good and everyone else knows you that's good, you cannot be humble. I think the closest I've seen, maybe, is like a Usain Bolt kind of guy. Where it's like, I'm faster than everybody, but mm-hmm. I'm still just here to have a good time. But he was still braggadocious. I know, but like it does, it it didn't feel like he like he did, he does seem like a nice person, is what I mean. Mm. Now, now whether that's just kind of the outward imagery that they that they give you, Messi though, there's he has dog in him. Yeah, he, he, does, he, he does. It's just it's not as much as a Cristiano, and that's who he's compared against. So then he automatically becomes the guy that we like, or that's like more likable. But no, nah, if you put him on his own individual scale and judge him as an individual, there's bite there. Mm. But I like that I see that in Felix already. See, I don't care if I'm 20. I'm not here to be intimidated. Because my thing about Felix is that last season I was like, okay, you moved to the wrong club. And I right. still think he might have still moved to the wrong club, but I'm seeing so much more of that kind of flair in him. Look, if... a lot more. And, and also, you see, this is the thing that for me, I'm all about the new school. Mm. Like, I don't, I'm not one of these losers who. Oh my gosh, I want to just be obsessing about these guys for all time. I'm all about what's the next wave? <laughs> what is the, the new wave? You know, and the you, new wave is Jao Felix. So. Yeah. Do you know what I think? I think if he moved to, let's say, Barca from Benfica, people would have been like, oh, this is a great move. This is fantastic. You're doing exactly what you're supposed mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. But if we look at Griezmann, Coutinho, Dembele, <laughs> if we look at all the players, uh, Frankie de Jong, if we look at all these players that have moved, that, oh no, you made the right decision by going to Barcelona. Are you sure that's the right decision right yeah. now? Yeah, we go, yeah. So maybe Atletico and going to a team that is structured and solid and you know exactly what you're going to get from Simeone. He hasn't, I think he's been there since 2012. There's no mm. change. We know exactly what's happening there. That's probably a better decision than going to... Four L's. Four L's already. Yeah, like, so I, people would have loved just to see him go to a big team. But going where you know what's going to happen, I think might be actually better for your development. So like, it's a Haaland kind of thing. Where don't jump to the big team just yet. Like go to that next stepping stone before you go to the big place. I I, I still think Barcelona will get top four. <laughs> but that's the level that, that is. That, but, but, so you know how you know how stupid that that, that is. It, no, because I remember like someone said it like on a on a hangout that um. What was the last time Barcelona was... were challenging for top four? Like Romario days. Rivaldo days. Rivaldo. Remember when when Rivaldo. Rivaldo, sorry, I got my the, the hat trick. Yeah, the hat trick with the bicycle see, kick. But see, someone said that, oh no, Barcelona are now going on fights for top four. And I was like, you're kidding me. But that just shows you the kind of luxury that Barcelona have taken for granted. Because again, that's, during those Rivaldo times, they were not guaranteed top four during the Rivaldo era. But f- since 08, you've literally just lived in two positions, first and second. Why are there so many R's in Brazil, man? It's just a, a Rubinho, Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, Romario, Rivaldo, Roberto Carlos. Calm down with the R names. Rivellino. There are 20 other, 25 other letters in the alphabet, guys. Use. I mean, use but, but R does sound like Ronaldo, Rivaldo, Rivellino, Roberto Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know one joke that you cracked that? Well, it's not, it's sort of, it's not really a joke, but sort of, it's not really yours, but still yours. You know how you were um, saying that, and I think this is something that Yasser Said said. That, like, you know, when you go to like a Real Madrid, and he said like, "Oh, because you you say it like that, doesn't make it any better." 
You know, there's, 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 there's I, I won't name him, but there's a guy on your Hangouts that he pronounces, like, he'll be like, Bayern München. I'm like, chill out with that shit, man. FC Bayern München. Like, it, 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 you... I know who it is. I know who it is. I know who it is. <laughs> you... When uh, they're doing like the Champions League draws, and they have they they have the little balls, and they undo the balls, and then yeah. the, on the piece of paper is how the club I guess wants to be known. So it'll mm. be like uh, Atletico de Madrid yeah. instead of Atletico Madrid. Yeah. I hate people that say Atletico de Madrid or FC Barcelona or it's just like just say Barcelona or Barca or Atletico Madrid, Atletico de Madrid. Like shut the you're not you don't you don't even speak Spanish. Well, they're the though. No, no, no. I remember one thing was crazy. There was this, um, back in the day, there was this, like, English commentator who used to pronounce Sokshe, Sokshere. Where is the E? You can't just create an E out of nowhere. <laughs> Isn't there an E? Or, like, an E connected to an A? Or however it's, they do it it's, in nowhere. It's, it's Sokshe. <laughs> like, it's know. spelled... You can't just put an E there where it doesn't exist. <laughs> so he said Sokshere. And me and my brother were like, how do you get Sokjere from what you're seeing being spelled away? There is just, there's nothing after just, the R. Just, just don't be pretentious and haughty and snobby with like yeah. the rolled R's, okay? So Atletico de Madrid. Like, Real Madrid. Real Madrid. Ibrahimovic. Or like, you know, when they put like that extra sauce on it. Just like, bro, you were born in New Jersey. No, no, no. But, but, Talk but, like you're from New Jersey. <laughs> oh, in New Jersey. You see, but three quick things though. Like, I mean, this is maybe r- random. Do you know how amazing Arabic commentary is? Elite. Do you know what? It's I've, I've, bloody amazing. I, oh! I, I recognize the guy's voice. I, there's one guy whose voice I recognize. He's like, oh, po, 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 po. Like that guy. I love that dude, bro. Because the funny thing is like, they'd score, they would score like an, 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 an amazing goal. And most guys would be like, oh, goal, what a goal, what a goal. But once the goal goes, he'd be like, Allah. <laughs> it's like, Allah. <laughs> and I'm like, are they saying Allah? I guess so. Because <laughs> for me, I was about to say, like, what are they saying? Because it sounds like the most epic end of the world thing ever. And do you know, do you know what's even funnier? Latin America com- commentary, because there are times when, let's say, let's say, I've got like, a, it's, it's stream here, and it's like Latin American commentary, and I'll be making food. And then I'll hear, oh, blah, 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 blah. and then I, I then I rush in and literally just like a simple pass in the middle of the, of the pitch. <laughs> you know, French French commentary is so funny too, man. Because <laughs> oh, they but, get they get so mad, <laughs> especially if it's like a friend. Like I was watching PSG against Manchester United um, last week, mm-hmm. and I was watching it in French commentary, and. They like um I don't know somebody gave a bad pass that messed up a counterattack and they both were just like oh <laughs> it's just like y'all are so biased <laughs> it's just like English commentary like when you listen to like Martin Tyler or I don't know Clive Tilsley or whoever these guys are Ian Darkman like they're they're just very vanilla but in other countries you get like more flavor so yeah no no yeah yeah yeah, yeah. standards. <laughs> I don't know if if you want to laugh, and I'm sure some like Nigerians in the chat will say like um, African commentary. Pi- pigeon commentary. If you just you, I will, haven't heard pigeon commentary. I can't. You laugh, will laugh. But... I mean, I will try and find you because I think there's one that is online because 
you could do it for on super sports bro the stuff is hilarious man it's like you're watching something completely different okay <laughs> let's talk lastly before we get to questions Millwall. <laughs> do we have to i think so Ugh. we don't have to go in on it because didn't you tell me that i think i watched this documentary you told me to watch about like the old firm clubs or something like that and it was like the Millwalls, Chelsea's. Oh, yes, yes. Like Headhunter yes. crew and all yeah, of these yeah. kind of like bald English white guys who <laughs> from like the 70, 60s, 70s, and 80s, maybe even earlier than that. I don't know. It's like gangs, basically. Mm. And these guys are like the core of the clubs that they support. And in those kind of firms, I think they call them, is like very racialized people. In a sense, <laughs> they're all white, but you know, they're like radical. They don't really fuck with black people in that sense. So when you kind of learn that, okay, so the, the main ones, okay, we got Chelsea, we got West Ham to an extent, we got Millwall's always in there. Maybe you can argue some Spurs or Leeds or clubs like that. They have problems with race. <laughs> so now fast forward, we now have fans back in the stadium People have been taking knees, but an empty stadium. So there's been nobody there to kind of say anything about it. So Millwall are playing whoever they're playing. Their players decide to take a knee in solidarity with Black Lives Matter um, or with the sentiment that Black Lives Matter, not necessarily the organization Black Lives Matter, but they take the knee and you start hearing boo, boo, you know, from, from, from the Millwall crowd. I think their stadium is called The Den. I wasn't surprised. I don't know why people are surprised in some ways that like a, a, a club that's kind of known for being on the fringes of acceptance, <laughs> if I can put it nicely, um, were unacceptable <laughs> or yeah, like no, un, no, no, because, unwelcoming of anything. That it's had like, to how do am I supposed to react? I must be like, oh my gosh, this is so terrible. Millwall. How could you do this? This is so awful. This is 2021. Right. The and heck? like the, the, the reason I brought up the firms was because there's a limited amount of numbers that can enter these stadiums. Mm. And, <laughs> and we are in the middle of a pandemic. So really the only people who are trying to go to a football stadium to watch their team play are probably the most fervent fans. The ones mm. who I don't care if I have to go on the tube and be sit seated around 2,000 other people that may or may not have coronavirus where there's no cure yet um, or no vaccine out yet. So I would assume that a heavy percentage of those numbers of people who had tickets were probably in some way related to those firms or just the, the kind of core of the club that would mm. risk sitting in a, in a stadium full of people during a pandemic. I'm not shocked. Even if it was a club that doesn't have a reputation, I'm kind of at a point where I'm not shocked. Yeah. <laughs> For Millwall. <laughs> I've, they have whole documentaries about them. So what do you want me to say? Now, my the, the real reason I bring this up, other than the other reasons, their statement. I have an issue with these statements, man. Oh, Karl Marx. <laughs> no, no. Oh, that's that's the, the Millwall supporters something, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have... The, the supporters groups are going to do what they have to do to protect the racist people who support the club. So I don't, I, whatever they say, the only thing that annoyed me from that one was where they use Les Ferdinand's quote about, cause obviously he's a black guy. So we need to pick a black guy to yeah, co-op yeah, yeah. their John statements. Bonds, John Bonds. 
so the same thing they do with Martin Luther King, where they like kind of twist his words into making him seem like a pacifist or whatever it is. Mm. Like they 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 need a black person to cooperate with them, even if they don't even want to cooperate with them. So let's find some black guy that said something that maybe will align with you know what, what 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 we think so ferdinand came out and said i think maybe the the kneeling has become or, or the message has been lost in a sense mm. so they used his quote for that but you know that's the supporters group i don't really care what they say i expect it the club though if the club really are trying to change things my, my issue with the clubs is they never talk about anti-black racism they never use cutting terms that would be like okay this is a problem where you have issues with black people. It's always anti-discrimination or societal issues. Basically, if somebody said something homophobic, you could copy and paste their statement. Mm. If somebody said something that was against Jewish people, you could copy and paste the statement. And it would apply to everything. But I suspect if there was something said bad about Jewish people, you would see anti-Semitism. You wouldn't see anti-discrimination. They'd say Semitism. If you saw something something bad against the LGBTQ community, you'd see something that was anti-homophobic, like we're, we are against homophobic rhetoric. But whenever it comes to black people, <laughs> it's always this, this societal issues that we have and this anti-discrimination. They didn't want to say anti-black. Y'all don't fuck with black people. You don't like black people. And that's what the issue is here. Why, why, why would you expect them to come out and say that and be? I don't. It just annoys me. Like, because I'm saying this, this it shouldn't the annoy you. And, and the, 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 because... the problem is nobody's willing to get uncomfortable. You're willing no, to get uncomfortable but... when it comes to issues of religion, whether it comes to people who wor- or who practice Judaism, whatever the case may be. You're willing to get uncomfortable when it comes to issues of uh, sexism or just a sexual orientation or whatever the case may be, but. Why is it when it comes to black people, you guys are willing to get uncomfortable? It's just like, nope, 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 nope. We're not going to go there. Because they know that the people who support the club don't fuck with black people. They don't like black people. In 2020, let's get real and let's just stop living in a utopia bubble world. Why do you why do you expect people to want to I'm be not saying I expect. I, I don't expect no, no, anything. No, 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 no. But, I'm, I'm but I, you... I can still critique what they do. Yes, you can critique for us. There's no point in even being annoyed by, by it because there are certain what's things. That, what that's... sense does that make? That's like saying, you know. Uh, no, 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 no. You should get annoyed at things that you know that you can change. There's, there's no point in getting annoyed at something that you know can't change because it's set in stone. Well, no, you, you, this, this can change. This can change. No, no, no. You just no, have no, to no, create a, a, a big enough. Have you lived in England? Do about it. You can get people to stop saying anti-discrimination and actually put in anti-black racism. You can get people to do that. You can get people to name what the problem is. They're not even willing to name the problem specifically. Daniel, have you lived in England? I live in America. It's the same difference. No, it's it's not. Listen, I would tell you about how certain things are in America. And you shouldn't really tell me about how certain things are in England because I've lived in England for a long time. and And I know how English people work and how they want to keep the status quo. Okay, England is a very old country, very old country, and English people are very particular in keeping things a very particular way because English people are very shrewd people, (laughs) extremely shrewd. So they don't care about solving the problem. This is the most classist country on the planet, okay, and has been the most classist country for ages, hence why they're so obsessed with with the monarchy. So they will always 
presents as if they're trying to sort out the problem, but they don't really want to sort out the issue of the problem. I understand the fatalistic so, argument that people can't change, and maybe the attitudes can't change. I understand that point. But the person who wrote that statement, I'd like to think on an individual level, I could get them to change from anti-discrimination to anti-black. I think I could get you to do that. Now, maybe the wider society doesn't want to hear it. Maybe they wouldn't want to do it. But at the end of the day, the person who wrote that is one person. They're not speaking on behalf of England or the societal systemic issues or whatever the case is. It's just one person. So my issue is just with the statement. Obviously, they're not going to do anything, but I'd like you to voice what the actual problem is. Of course, it's discrimination, but let's get specific. What kind of discrimination? Oh, we're going to go to kick it out and do this and do that. No, no, no. What is the actual problem? The statement didn't mention race. It didn't mention racism. It didn't mention black people. (laughs) And that's what the problem is. You're booing black players kneeling for Black Lives Matter. That's the problem. So I feel like I could get you to change the statement. Whether or not you change your mentality is completely different. But what I want is for the problem to be voiced properly. And that's more of an individual PR issue than maybe it is like a wider societal issue. So I'm, I'm, I'm not saying you're not right. You're right. Expecting people to change or do things. Why would you? It's been hundreds of years at this point. <laughs> like, but I think I could, if, if I reach the person who wrote the statement, just stop using anti-discrimination. Stop saying societal issues. Speak directly to it. And if it makes people uncomfortable, so be it. You can't get changed without being uncomfortable. You can't lose weight without going to the gym. Going to the gym is uncomfortable. But people are not going to go through discomforts to try and have better relations with black people in England if they're from a certain demographic. I don't think, I don't think people so. want to... You're right. Let me know Do you think that people want to dive headfirst into feeling... Like, that's the whole point. People don't want to feel uncomfortable. They want to do the bare minimum and feel as if they're doing the right thing. They don't want... Because to truly do the right thing, you have to go through this, this discomfort and it's tough and it's hard. Who wants that? So as a white guy... <laughs> I want to now go through discomfort because of black people. No, <laughs> no, so it's not happening. <laughs> you see, the, my, my th- so. my th- I, I know why you do it because you know that the the club supporters who read the thing are going to be like black race racism. I'm not racist, but if you talk about discrimination, then that the clubs want to look as if they're doing something right. So we live in the woke era, right, where everybody, if something bad happens, then we need to speak on it. If I had to guess. Millwall would rather not release a statement full stop. they just rather let it be. It is what it is. These are our fans. Deal with it. That's probably, if, if I had to guess, that's probably what it is, right? But you can't not say anything because it's 2020. You have social media. We expect you to say something, especially as a corporation, right? But what we say can't go too far <laughs> because at the end of the day, we know what the core of our fans' face mm-hmm. is. <laughs> So let's say the most nothingness we can say while seeming like it's something. And my issue is if I could get to the one person or the few people in the PR department, I'm like, look, we'll be here 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 years from now if we keep going about this the same way. If we, if the whole point is we have to discuss race in a way that makes white people feel good, nothing will ever change. You can't have a discussion about anti-black racism without making not black people feel bad. I'm sorry. You're going to have to feel like shit in order for things to change. 
it, because the, the situation is shitty. You're going to have to smell the smell. I'm sorry. But if we go about this like, no, we're just going to kind of tiptoe our way and we're not going to try to piss anybody off with the language we use. hundred years from now, they'll still be booing whatever the version of Black Lives Matter is because... What? Hmm? Let me ask you this. Why do you, do you think that the, the, the Premier League are doing anything? Anything well, actual? So I don't know what the Premier League are up to, but no, 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 no. But um, English football, the FA. Okay, cool. In, okay, English football. Then, do you think that's so? That institution is really doing anything to help with you know more black managers, more black faces within that institution, or are they just using the Black Lives Matter um, movements as something that is trendy for their brand? Probably both. I think they would. I think they would like to see more black people in positions of power but the what you would have to do to do it they might not want to do that like rooney rule because that's going to piss people off like we we want you but we don't want to do the work to get you where you want to go because it is work at the end of the day Mm -hmm. like to reverse all of the preconceived notions and stereotypes and judgments that people have of, of black people in positions of power you'd actually have to do work in order to eliminate some of that so we would like you, but the work we have to do to get you, mm, I don't know about all that. So again, it's this like slow matriculation of progress that's just fake. I'm just, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm at the point where I, just, I don't care about your feelings now. I guess I've always kind of been there in a sense, but just understand that if you want things to change, you have to get uncomfortable. There has to be some form of pain or just yeah, uncomfortability. I don't know if you have a disease or something you got to go get surgery surgery is not comfortable if you're mm. overweight and you need to lose weight you got to go to the gym the treadmill is not fun lifting weights isn't fun but if you want change that's what you got to go through this stuff isn't easy it's not fun but that's what you got to do if you want it to change if not then why even release the statement at all except it makes it's you just feel to good. look like you're up to something no no it makes you feel good that you appear to be doing the right thing so anyway Let's see if we can answer some questions. Daniel, man, keep fighting the good fights, man. I'm I'm behind you hundred <laughs> percent. No, you're not. <laughs> oh no, no, I, I said I'm I said I'm behind you, but I've I've already known that it's there are fights worth fighting, there are fights not worth fight fighting. That's what I'm saying. Much. Like you're you're like rooting from the sideline, bro. You're just like, hey man, if you want to run the race, go run the race. Yeah, no, 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 I said I'm behind <laughs> you, but I mean I mean you will fail. Like you will fail, but I'll still applaud you. No, I no, applaud I'm, the efforts. But I'm you, not but trying you will to fail. change the minds of white people necessarily. I don't think but, that's possible. But you want them to try and do but, the hard no, work and I, get uncomfortable. I want if you're going to take the effort to seem like you care, mm-hmm. do it the right way. Yes. So obviously you want you are hoping that they can do things the right way and really try and get to the root of the problem. Yes. My thing is, even if you do it the right way, I don't know if they change. But I know they won't change if you don't do it the right way. But but you want them to do it the right way. That's the yes. Thing. Okay. Yes. All right. And I say I'm behind you for that, for that fight. <laughs> Where does Jose Mourinho rank among managers from the last thirty years? Ooh. What would winning a major title with Spurs do for his legacy? Ah. Over the last thirty years, he's Top number five. three. Top five. He's behind Sir Alex. He's behind Carlo. Ancelotti. Maybe behind Guardiola, so maybe he's like top four. If he wins I mean, for Spurs, he goes above Carlo. He goes above. Well, didn't Lippi win a Champions League and a World Cup? Who? Marcelo Lippi. I think he won a Champions League with Juventus. Let me do my googles. Do your googles. <laughs> Let me do my googles, man. 
he can be top five. He can be and, top and five. He, and he, he's, 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 he's always smoking. Okay, Command F, Honors. <laughs> Command yep. F, underrated, bro. He's the last manager to win it for a thing in 95-96. And that was the season before Viali joined Chelsea. I actually remember watching that final right. in Switzerland. So are we putting him, like, what, top five? You have to. At the very right. least, it's a seal and a walk. I mean, how many managers Mourinho's have won top five. Mourinho's top five. If he wins a Premier League or, I don't know, Champions League or I guess those are only two that would really move it for me. Um, he can be top three, top two. Yeah, top three, top, 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 top. I mean, if so, he wins so, so a, a Alex major is kind of untouchable, at, I think, over the last 30 years. 20 um, years, two seals. Just hmm? like Mourinho. Um, what was that? I, I didn't say anything. I, I said nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Would a challenge system like in the NFL or NBA or tennis be more accepted than the current VAR system of reviewing everything? By the way, the the Marina question was from Adaj, um, real A D A J three, and the VAR system is from Gowan six nine. So. Would you want a challenge system where basically managers would have I don't know maybe they'd have a button they press or I think in the NFL they throw a flag onto the field mm. and you know the referees see the flag or something I I would I suppose you could just go to the fourth official and be like I want to use one of my challenges to challenge that being a penalty the referee goes to the monitor and he decides whether or not your challenge is valid or not maybe that could work um. I think there are some things that need to just be reviewed from upstairs that you shouldn't have to throw a challenge for, like offside maybe, or one of those kinds of things. But let's say that if the referee misses a red card offense, but your team saw it, maybe that that should be left to the teams themselves. Like, yo, throw the challenge on that. He did something wrong, mm-hmm. something behavioral perhaps could be challenged or i think that was a yellow card or something like from, that for 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 me no i wouldn't want to see it though no nah. um from black emoji how long until we see a picture of callum hudson Roy smiling through the pain as he holds up a west ham shirt <laughs> whoa God damn. um give it give me to like 2034 or something like that you know <laughs> Because I think he'll go from Chelsea, probably. Bayern will eventually sign him. And then he'll probably go back to England, go to a, a generally big team. And then after that next team, if he wants to keep playing in his career, he'll be 33, 34. Maybe he'll end up in like a West Ham or Jesus. Everton or someplace like that where people finish their careers. <laughs> um, from D.O. Jay Bushi, um, King King Dab, we'll go with that. Mm-hmm. Chelsea's fantastic form isn't talked about enough. I'd like to hear that for a change. Talk about Olivier Giroud and the massive attacking quality in the team. Well, it's funny you mention that because Half Hope mm. and I have a show called The Complicated Chelsea Show. Yes, that's sir. That's on Half Hope's YouTube channel, Half Hope Football. Mm-hmm. And I think the last episode we spent a healthy percentage talking about Giroud Giroud, and the attacking quality of the team. Now you have to keep in mind, this is a complicated show. People are mad at us because we are not... I was about to say something very rude. (laughs) Proper, proper. Because, no, no, no. Yeah, I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. Of course I know what you're going to say. Because we were not praising Frank Lampard in the way that um, most people are. So... 
obviously take it with a grain of salt that it's not maybe the place for like you know just every Chelsea fan. But you know, yeah. I, I I think we give we give Giroud his praise in the team. Um, but we yeah, ch- Chelsea are in good form. The 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 squad looks good. Some of the players are, are looking healthy. Um, it's just you know when Chelsea's fit, they can fire. Fit and firing, I think is what they say. Um, so you know when you have Pulisic there, Ziyech there, which who weren't available, I think at the beginning of the mm-hmm. season, that adds a lot of quality to the squad, and it gives you know Lampard a a pretty good. I don't know, selection the, headache. The, the quality, but, but as I said again, this is a marathon. So the sprint is a marathon. So we have to now see, okay, can they keep so, so, so sustaining this? See, the good thing about what Chelsea have, which is what like a Tottenham don't have and Liverpool may be struggling with, is squad and options. Mm. And you saw that against Sevilla. Big up Zuma, that, by the way. Oh, Kurt yeah. Zuma, man. More goals Kurt. than Aubameyang. More goals than Martial. Yeah, More so, goals so, than... So, 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 so basically Chelsea, I think it's, like it's about whether Lampard... Because he's got the squad, so he has really no real excuse for him to sustain this, you know. Because mm. Chelsea have one of the best squads in the Premier League, in Europe, you know. I think. Yeah. Um. So, at Joseph Lopez, lastly, he has a list of things: the growing possibility of Spurs winning the league. We touched that one. Arsenal going full Moyes at United, bad. <laughs> we talked about that one. Mm. Messi PSG. We talked about that one. But Madrid and Barca floundering in the league. Kind of touched that one. Champions League group wrap-up stage predictions. Maybe we'll do that one. Pug believing United. In a word. Mm. Preferably two letters. Or three letters. Do you think Paul Pogba should leave United? Can I swear? Yes. Fuck yes. <laughs> I'd have been like, hell yeah, but alright. Hell yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, man. Like from sh- where? From where though? Madrid, PSG, Juve, Juve. I would say Juventus. CL group stage wrap up predictions. We'll end here. What's the group? It's Group H. Um, group United H. Which is Group PS- H? They all run together. United, uh, United, Leipzig, Istanbul, PSG. What's the one with Madrid? That one's group close. To, oh, that one's um, Gladbach, Shakhtar, Inter. That one's close too. So Group B and Group H. These are the ones we'll key in on. Mm. Um, I mean, I mean, I mean, no. Group, group Group B is that's that's the real crazy one. So because everybody can advance. So yeah, like because like, um, Istanbul can't advance. So so Gladbach are first, Shakhtar second, Madrid are third, Inter fourth. Inter play Shakhtar. Shakhtar. Madrid play Borussia Mönchengladbach. Mm-hmm. Who do you think advances? Who's in Europa League? Who doesn't make it? <sighs> Put it on idea. wax. Or what have you already said in the previews? I can't even remember what I haven't said because it was such a weird preview <laughs> that I gave. So um, I'm saying I'm saying Madrid go through. There's no way that I'm know, hearing oh, 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 oh I'm I'm not no no no. That's not happening. You know what? I so. think somehow, some way, Madrid and Inter will end up going through. So Madrid will beat Munchen and Inter will beat Shakhtar. Sheffrin's bank account needs to be checked if that happens. Yes, sir, Bob. Um, and Group H? You no, know, no, no. In United and PSG. PSG will yeah. win. United will win. They'll yeah. both win their games. Yeah, I think they'll both win their games. So, And I think... It's pretty straightforward. This has been, what, episode 200 and... Is it seven? Seven or eight of... <laughs> it's seven. I don't know. This has been episode 207 of Talking Tactics. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Talking Tactics, Instagram 
Talking Tactics Facebook, Talking Tactics 352. If you're watching or if you're listening on Spotify, give us a follow. If you're on Apple Podcasts, subscribe. It's free. If you're listening on SoundCloud, <laughs> hit the hearts. And if you want to support the podcast monetarily, remember to check us out on Patreon. Keep in mind, on YouTube, we're going to be coming to you guys next year sometime with the How Good Are You Really? Yeah. How Good Was Fergie Really? Let's break that down as well. (laughs) So that that series will be coming to your eardrums soon or to your eyeballs, I guess. This has been the Talking Texas Podcast. Sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Always footballer. Indeed. We will see you guys next week. Peace. Peace, peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.